The Lord bless you. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. What? Amen. So turn to your neighbor and say, be glad, friend. I want to say I appreciate and give thanks to God for all of our pastoral staff, our church workers. You are blessed to have such tremendous leaders here to care for you and watch over your spiritual lives, and we certainly appreciate them. I'm very thankful and appreciative of my family, and some of them are here this morning. Uh, queen among them is that pretty lady sitting on the front. Honey, would you stand? In, I guess, just about four months, we will celebrate 70 years of marriage together. <clears throat> she uh, rode with me to Walla Walla shortly after our wedding, pick up my stuff and load it up to drive back to McCall to start pastoring one week after we was married. So she has been a real trooper, used of God, blessing to many, and uh, I just want to say thank the Lord for her this morning. Uh, something else I want to give thanks to the Lord for, there are two beautiful twins here today. Where is Julia and uh, Chris? Where, oh, there they are. Can you come up here with them? Come up to the front. You've got to see this because you're looking at miracles. This church prayed many years. That, that's right there. You can turn around. And uh, God wonderfully has blessed them. Double blessing. Beautiful twin girls. And, thrills my heart to see them here today. Bless you and bless those beautiful girls. <clears throat> I want to speak to you today something I trust will inspire you, encourage you, and uh, send you home today strengthened and blessed. And uh, this season, of course, we're celebrating Christmas. There's a lot of things we celebrate that I don't know has a whole lot to do about Jesus. But it's a happy season. It's a giving season. And uh, you can criticize all of the various things, but I'm just glad we still have a time that we honor the birth of Jesus. And... Uh, He's uh, a whole lot more, uh, Jesus is a whole lot more to us than Santa Claus ever dreamed of being. And uh, I'm just glad for this season. This is a time to bring cheer, blessing, encouragement to people. This is a wonderful season to really spread the good news of Jesus around the world. So uh, be kind, be thoughtful. 
Incidentally, we took some friends, longtime friends, out to uh, um, the Italian place. Anyway, last night or Friday night, and uh, some kind person uh, picked up our tab. I didn't see who it was, so I don't know, but if it could by chance be anybody that's here today, I just want to say thank you so much. It uh, really blessed us and, and blessed our friends that uh, would see that people were so thoughtful and kind. Thank you, if it is somebody that was here. So I speak to you today about God with us. Let me pray first. Lord, I ask right now for the calmness and peace in my spirit and mind and thoughts that I can express, Lord, to these your precious people. What a wonderful thing it is that you came to be with us. Open their hearts, anoint my mind and my mouth to speak that your will and your presence and your life and your message will be real to them in Jesus' name. God with us. How many are glad and happy to be with people? <clears throat> My wife, much more than me, wants to have people around. And uh, if we're sitting there just kind of thinking whatever, why... She'll want to call somebody or wonder if there's somebody we could call to have come over, but she wants to be around people. That's God's love and goodness and expressing itself in her heart. But in John chapter 1, let me read it to you what it says. In the beginning, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the light of, was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Then we skip down to verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth now that's at least a three-hour sermon right there i'll do my best to cut this down short but i just want you to get a picture of the significance of these verses to us. Creation. In the beginning was the Word. Day one, read it in verse three of Genesis, God said, let there be light. Then day two, verse six, it says, let there be firmament. Day three, verse nine, God said, let the waters divide, let there be grass, vegetables, 
fruit. And it was so. Day four, it says that there be lights. Day five, verse 20, he said, let there be fish, birds, and all those various things. He spoke them into existence. Day six, animals of all kinds. And on day six, something amazing happened. On day six, he didn't say, let there be man, but it says he took from the dust dirt. I don't know if it was handful or however much he needed. And it says he formed man. Try to visualize, if you can, God in his omnipotence, greatness, magnificence, taking a portion of dirt, soil, and forming a man. Head, ears, mouth, hands, feet. And it says that we were made in the image of God. He didn't, didn't just throw a batch of mud together. He formed you and me after his own image. Now you have to step, stretch your mind and try to wrap your thoughts around that. That the first man that he made was an image of the invisible God. There would come a time when the sun would come to this earth and die on the cross for you and for me. We were made in his image. It is an awesome thing to understand what a marvelous thing it is that you and I have hands, feet, ears, eyes. All of those things were a part of the image of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you were made in an amazing way. He didn't just speak you into existence. He formed you. Now, I, I spent a lot of time, and I knew that I couldn't go into the details of it in this short period of time. But it's an amazing thing to understand that God formed us from the dust of the earth. And when he had completed the form that he had made, it says that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. When all of the body parts and everything was there, then God breathed into the nostrils of Adam. And his heart beat, his lungs began to beat and move, and Adam became a living soul. Amazing. Amazing to think about it. But then, I don't know for sure he said it, but I think he must have said something, but I can do better than that. It's not good for this fellow to be here by himself, and so he took a rib this time. Not dirt or dust, but he gave Adam 
an anesthetic. A deep sleep came on him, and he took a rib out of Adam's side. And it says when he took the rib out, then he closed it up. Very careful about the creation that he had just made. But out of that rib, it says, he formed a woman. Wow. Would you like to have been there to see that? Wouldn't that have been, a, been an amazing thing? But then it says to us in John 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that's what we're celebrating here this morning. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. I don't know for sure how we can adequately or in a, a way that makes it easy to understand that God would do such a thing as, as amazing and wonderful as he did. It's one thing to have a concept of the creation. It's one thing to have a concept of an omnipotent, all-knowing, all-powerful, great and wonderful God. That is it in the, out there somewhere? He's a great God. He's a wonderful God. But I want you to get a hold of this morning the significance of the fact and the truth that God is with us. If there was ever a time in my years of living that I felt we needed God, it is now. I really don't know that I've ever felt a day of more concern, of angst and uncertainty and, and concern for our world in general. We sit here this morning on the very verge of the potential and possible Third World War. The world is tense today, but I'm here to tell you some good news. The Prince of Peace is here. The God of all creation is here. And I want you to know that God hasn't lost control of things. He has a rebellious civilization on his hand. He has a country and a world that to a great extent has abandoned his laws and his word and, and his ways. But he still has upon this earth a beautiful, wonderful, glorious bride that he's coming back for. Hallelujah. And his eye is on you and he cares about you. And he hasn't turned his back on us because we are precious in his sight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish. God has prepared a place for us. And so the angel came to Mary you can read that in Matthew, the first chapter. Matthew, the first chapter, verse 18. Let me just read it to you. Now, the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, he was found, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the virgin birth. 
I believe Jesus Christ was the son of the living God. Great, marvelous, amazing, and magnificent that God was making a way to be with us, to be among us. Joseph was concerned because this was the young lady he was committed to. They had not been together. There had been no sexual relation. But Joseph became aware that she was with child. And he was puzzled and perplexed. And the Lord came to Joseph, gave him assurance, do not be afraid and don't hesitate because I'm doing a thing here. And so you move with confidence and faith. We, we speak much of Mary, but today I want to put a good old cheer in for Joseph that was willing to listen to the angel and the message of God and do his part and care for Mary and make a way and provision for her. And in spite of the reproach that looked like a reproach, it was going to be an event and a birth that would bless the world for years and years and years and centuries to come. And that one day would make it possible for you and you and you and me to be the children of God. To be born again. Be filled with his spirit. What an amazing thing. God with us. And so he appeared to them. And the prophecy of the angel was that he will be great. That's what Mary and Joseph were assured of. He will be great. Seems peculiar, the story of Christmas, that there was no room for him in the inn. And he was born in a stable. But to think of what happened then, and I wish someone was here to sing it this morning, really, but Mary, did you know? I've thought, and my wife and I love that song, and the one phrase that just seems to just almost explode with significance and amazingness is, Mary, did you know that when you kiss the baby's face, you kissed the face of God? To think that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. My prayer and, <clears throat> prayer and trust today is that you will receive a fresh and maybe new and a better understanding of the great message of the incarnation, God in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world unto himself. He will be great. And he was. He would calm the storms. He would walk on water. He would feed 5,000 with a boy's lunch. He would heal diseases. He would open blind eyes. He would vacate tombs, including his own tomb. He would be a provider. He was a way maker where there seemed no way. He was a comforter. He was a peace giver to anxiety. And if there was ever a time that we needed to feel assurance, it is now. I'm glad today that as you came to the house of God, that there was an assurance that the goodness and the presence of the Lord would be here. A time when we have 
experienced so many troubling and worrisome things. We have had a season at a time where we have been puzzled at our leaders in the process of practicing malpracticing political etiquette. We have seen confusion. We have seen a generation so confused that many of our young people now are questioning and wondering if they're a boy or a girl. Did you ever imagine the day would come that your children wouldn't know for sure if they was a boy or a girl? Carnal lifestyles, pestilences and plagues. But I want to tell you today, and I want you to be assured as you leave here today, God is still with us. Hallelujah. He can show up in the classroom, in the courtroom, or in the schoolroom, or in your workplace. God may visit you in varied and many places, different times and different ways. And he can calm us. He can unite us. He can guide us. He is with us. Christmas time is a time when everybody wants to be together. I'll be home for Christmas. Even if in just my dreams. Everybody wants to be together for Christmas. Why do you think that's so? I think it's because that was the significance of the first Christmas. God coming to visit us. Coming to be with us. That's what the story of Bethlehem is all about. God coming to be with us. To calm us. To unite us. To guide us. And I'm here to assure you this morning that he is with us. I feel his presence right now. I feel God in his love and mercy is with us. I'm glad that we came together. I'm glad you're here. I'm really glad God is here. He's with us. I want to assure you in the days ahead for tomorrow, next week, or next month, or next year, or whenever, you can count on it. God will be with us. Feeling his presence is such a joy and a blessing. Psalmist knew that when he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Hallelujah. I believe that's enough words for me to say to you. To change your world, to change your life, to change your circumstances if you'll just grasp it and believe it. God is with you. Would you close your eyes with me? I didn't just know how I would want to conclude this today. I just 
have really prayed earnestly that God would use this to cause and create an awareness and a consciousness in your heart and in your mind and in your emotions that God is with you. I could be speaking to those here today who came with a sense of uncertainty. You're not even really sure about your eternal destiny. You don't know even for sure if your place in eternity will be heaven or in hell. You don't need to leave here today with any uncertainty in your heart. You can know that God is with you and that you are with God. And so I want to pray for you. Just before I pray, my eyes are closed. I wonder if there are those here today that have a little grasp and understanding of what I was talking about today and you don't know for sure about your relationship with God but before you leave today you'd like to know that God is with you God is in you and God has redeemed and saved you by his grace are there those here today would you just while our eyes are closed would you just raise your hand right now and say pastor I want that assurance in my heart in my thoughts in my mind God bless you. God bless you. I see these hands. This can be a different day. This can be a different world for you as you leave here this morning. Let me pray for you. I pray, oh God, right now that you will reveal and manifest yourself to these precious people here this morning. I pray for those, Lord, who know you and who have an experience with you and they know that you're their God and that they are your son your daughter but for those that want to be sure today they want to make that commitment to you make this Christmas the most wonderful they've ever experienced I pray right now Lord that the Spirit of God will move and hover over them that you will speak to their heart that you will speak to their spirit that you will reveal and manifest your love and grace to them give them an understanding Lord that you paid the price for them they don't have to pay the price you paid the price on Calvary and if they'll believe in you and they'll commit their heart to you and ask for your forgiveness and repent of their sins, you will forgive them and save them and give them a new birth to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. Grant that right now, Lord, before they leave his, this building this morning, that they will know for sure in their heart that you are with them, that you are their God, and that they belong to you and that you have washed them in the precious blood of the Lamb. And now I speak and declare peace of God over you, your family, and your workplace. I speak the peace of God over your anxieties 
and your worries. I declare the peace of God to rule in your home and in your heart. I bless you with an awareness of God's presence this week and you're coming in and you're going out. May you receive confidence in the areas of your fears. May you be conscious and aware of God's presence throughout your days. May you receive wisdom and assurance for the decisions and choices you will be making in the near future. I declare the wisdom and the guidance and the direction of God and His Spirit upon you and in you. May your actions and your conversations be the source of comfort and confidence to those around you. May you be an influence for the kingdom of God. May your life hold hope, encouragement, and enlightenment to friends, co-workers, and your neighbors. May he give you songs to replace your sorrow and your sadness. May you be conscious and aware of his daily presence, that you not go thoughtlessly and blindly through your life with hurts, anxiety, and fears. But may his presence be your daily delight. If you receive that, would you just extend your hands towards the Lord? I want you to pray in your heart right now. Lord Jesus, I receive this into my heart. I put my faith and trust in you. And I do now, Lord, understand that you are with me. That your rod and your staff will comfort me. And that you will be with me today, tomorrow, in the days to come. In the tough times and the good times, you will be with me. May his presence be your daily delight. May the Lord bless you.